Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Action Park Media. Hi, I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. I hate to ask you to do anything, but if you're enjoying the show, Please take a moment to like, subscribe, rate, review, all of the above on whatever app you're getting it from. Today I'm talking to Albert Hammond Jr. He is a guitarist, singer, and songwriter, first member of The Strokes to embark on a solo career. You can find Albert at Albert Hammond Jr. on Instagram. The lesson I've learned in... Playing music is you just always. I know it's a joke in Tenacious D, but you just always record. Yeah, because it's always like someone does like a happy accident, and like you got that right. Yeah, it's like I don't remember what it was. It's like you weren't recording. Yeah, it was funny you bring that up because I was just thinking in the shower. I was just thinking what you were going to ask me and what I was going to say, and then I thought it's funny these discussions because you don't. You ask a question, you don't really. You haven't thought about it like whole day or two to really think what i really think i'm just going to answer you by yeah things i'm feeling or in the moment where i'm at and i just thought it was funny that when you said you could get yourself in trouble like discussions are discussions the point is that you change what you think you know anyways right you would in life anyways i fucking hope so yeah be by weird way, if <laughs> that's what i think it is i think we're having a conversation about ideas kind of within the realm of health and fitness and what we want to do with our bodies and stuff like that. But it can be anything we want. And I don't think anything should be held. We're getting into a weird thing now where there's like retroactive punishment for ideas that are considered bad. And I just think that stifles growth. If we're all just there is no growth in that. Yeah, we have to be locked into something that has always been the same kind of like 
idealistic thing. And but that's impossible, though. You I can't, think so too. I, I have that in conversation when someone like says something as though I should know what it is, and maybe I don't because it's new, and like I want to know, but yeah. then I feel like an idiot. Yeah. So I I just don't say anything. Right. I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I never know anything. Like I'm just like here's what i did this is my experience that's all i got like i don't know if any of it's true i know but if someone shows you then you you change and learn i think changing learning and then you hand that down and so so then the person below you is more ahead and then they'll eventually be behind as well yeah you know but we we reach a period and i kind of love talking about diet and exercise and i think it's kind of a loose metaphor for everything in life, specifically because in Los Angeles, of all places, where there is such like dogmatic health ideas, you have these factional camps which are jockeying to say, this is the best and only way to do anything. And I look at them and think (laughs) of them as like political teams who are like, you know, at the extremes, it's like vegans versus carnivores, right? And this is like the extreme left wing versus the extreme right. And I don't, I'm not saying which is which, but the difference is at the end of the day, the, the shit that they're advocating for is never going to be violently enforced on anyone. You know what I mean? Like politics at the end of the day, you're playing for something real. One team wins and then all of their beliefs win ultimately. Not really. I don't think that's really how politics works. Yeah. Maybe not. Not not really. To that extreme, yeah. But like the idea is we're going to tell you what's right and then 51% of the people are going to choose it and then we're going to have a military and a police force to enforce it. And, and I'm like, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> I think that's insane. Like if we were dealing with diet culture and you got 51% of the people to say like veganism is the way, then we all have to be vegans and it's like – I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So I kind of am interested in like every whack job fucking nutritional scheme. And I'm not going to have people in here and say, you're wrong for these reasons because maybe it works for somebody. And at the end of the day, there's nobody holding a gun to their head to do it. It's up to the individual to go like, yeah, I'm going to try that. It's funny you say that though. I've, it's like I'm perfect to talk about this because I've tried so many things and I love all of it. It's like a, it's weirdly a form of discipline f- for me and and understanding my body. And I've been like this past decade, I've like, you know, I've, I dove into it from not knowing anything. And I wish I could go back and be like, no, of course. Why did you hurt yourself? You weren't e- you weren't eating right, and you were trying to do this. Like, no yeah. wonder you were. This happened, but um, yeah, it's fascinating. Do you find navigating that stuff that the only way to like figure out if it works is by doing it? You see, that was the frust- that's the most frustrating part is that um yeah, you don't know until you do it and you kind of have to trust and doing it means like 8 weeks, not like you're not going to notice in a week. You right. know, might you might notice a day you, you eat something and you're like, "Oh, I, f- I had more energy or I feel better," but to really like make that connection with your mind it's like even with your muscles it takes time to feel a muscle out sometimes you're just like to exercise you're like oh, i'm doing it and you're like using a wrong muscle you're not yeah. really focused yeah same thing comes with food so yeah that was 
what frustrated me at the beginning. I just wanted an answer. I would, I would, I would do whatever you tell me. Just tell me it's going to work, and I'll do it. But I need to know before I commit. Yeah. Because then you do it for a bunch, and if you fail, I would kind of lose lose hope. Yeah. I was the exact same way. Like, tell me the plan. <laughs> tell me it's the absolute plan. Yeah. And I'm fucking in. And a little bit of it was faith and this and like trying to like keep the idea of placebo out of my head because I, I always go like I don't want it to be belief and placebo is all a, some kind of a belief structure. So sure. if we believe enough for a percentage of people it works and I go like, no, I want it to be absolute. So I'm not going to think about this. I'm just going to buy in and fucking disregard the idea that it could be bullshit and it's only working because i want it to or i think it or i believe but it a little bit of is that is naturally that though too like you you can't go to the gym go to the gym go to the gym <laughs> you can't go to the gym or do exercises or, or be disciplined in food and not believe that you're that it's going to help or that you know you, you you would lose the want to do it or or the drive has to be so strong yeah and eventually that's the whole thing why i stopped ever saying diets is like diet breaks like life changes stick with you more like what are you trying to do really what are you trying to accomplish the bigger goal you know don't just look at these small little pockets because i feel like that's when you like yo-yo yeah <laughs> you know and and that almost becomes worse way worse that's like when you're so it's like if you're hung over you're like i'm never gonna drink again or just don't drink that much right yeah just exactly tone it down just a little bit yeah and for me that hangover would be the first thought is don't just don't drink again and then the second thought is but if i drink now it's going to cure this hangover so okay. i should just start now <laughs> and then you're just stuck in this cycle yeah, of like i've done that too that's, yeah it's awful yeah that discovery is pretty fascinating, though, when you're like, oh, wait, if I just never stop, then, it, then, <laughs> then I don't experience yeah. this. And then but the downside is so much, so much darker. Yeah. The day you stop, you're <laughs> fucked. And by the way, of all the things that you can have withdraw from quitting, like alcohol is one of the scariest. For sure. But I, But having like toned all that down in my life, I still notice it. Like food has become my new version of that. Yeah. Like the way I'll crave certain things or like, you know, if I were to like, I don't do cleanses where I stop eating, but let's say I stop eating certain things to kind of cut it out for a little bit or I have psoriasis. So sometimes I'll have to stop eating stuff to see if it takes it away. And like I go, I'll, you know, I'll start crying. <laughs> like I've cried at night. I thought my life was over on the day three of this. Like I was still eating food. It wasn't like I still had calories. Yeah. It was like no sugar and something else. And I was like. I was a basket case. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I have some kind of a weird association with every time I go into an extreme diet, something is triggered where I have all these physical feelings that remind me of the last time I was in rehab. And it's got to be a really extreme diet. But like I, I feel like grief. That's exactly what it is. Yes. Yeah. There's grief involved, yeah. and I it feels heavier than it should. Right. Oh my god! <laughs> you're like, the world is ending. <laughs> you know, you've lost your best friend, yeah. and you're like, no, it's just food. What's happening? This is like illogical. I hadn't had that in years because I've really become like super moderate with my diet, and then 
in order to get like this picture of me with my shirt off, which I was super nervous about. The guy training me was like, we're going to do a peak week, which is what he does. And he's a professional bodybuilder. And so a lot goes into that last week where you like increase your water, decrease your salt. And the minute I was at like zero supplemental salt, it was as though the world ended. (laughs) I was like, how is this possible? It's just salt. And I'm eating a ton of food, but I felt like – You had no salt? I mean, there's a little bit of salt in everything. Sure, Not a drop of soy sauce, of table salt, nothing extra. And I was – not only was I lightheaded, but it was also as though my dog had just been shot. Like I felt like the world was They say salt is so important for you. I I just see this chiropractor, doctor guy who's like – looks at my blood and he was just saying how important – you know, good salts are and how demonized they are, but how like they actually help retain water, your energy, all this stuff. And I started to increase it and I just started feeling better. Oh, I was going on runs now. And I was like, Oh my God, that's that's all I needed. Yeah. This was not at all like, I eat too much salt. I need to reduce. This was literally like, I know you want to how you get the best looking picture. You, you have, I know, but isn't that, isn't that like somewhat, I remember when someone told me, cause I would see photos and I'd be like, cool, I want to work out and try to get to that. And those are moments. Yeah. No one lives those mo- photos you, you you see. And it's like it's so – it's fun to get to I guess personally but it's funny that it's – before you know it's perceived as though like that's how you can live. Yeah. And it's like it took me a long time. I'm not a very moderate person so I always try to live in being in moderate. The, yeah. I need to go to an extreme to understand moderation. Cool. I can have a little here and a little here. <laughs> and I'm like constantly want to just like, when can I binge though? <laughs> yeah, me too. And it's like always controlling that. Yeah. But then that happens even with like wanting in, in, in exercise. You know, it's like, okay, I need, I need to recoup too. I need to love myself another. You know, it's not just about going to the gym. I need to then take my sleep well. Yeah. You know, like I wasn't sleeping well or. I love David Goggins. Do you know David Goggins? No. Do you know who he is? He, he's, a, he's like a former Navy SEAL who I think was fat before he was the Navy SEAL. And he's just like – I think he's – I'm going to butcher this. So, so, But he's just like, shut up, bitch. Like that's his quote. you know. And he's yeah. talking to himself I think. Yeah. And he's like – Well, we hope. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he's like, I'm going to run – a hundred miles for twenty days in a row, or something like that. It's yeah. all very Jesus. extreme, and and I understand um, the point in my life where I'm not doing enough. I understand that, but I also understand when I get a hair up my ass to need a change that I'm more than likely going to go so far into the extreme that it's not sustainable at all. And so while I love him and I get fired up by him, I agree with you entirely. I I think for me, the most rational place is moderation. What can I do in the gym six days a week for the rest of my life? Exactly. That's the thing is for to – because it feels good to go and you get a a rush from it and it's it's healthy and blood moves and that's the most important thing in the body is moving blood anyways – um, how how do you sustain that yeah. so you don't because we it seems like we can both crash hard because then we're like okay let's push it let's push it and then you're gonna yeah. hit a wall and then when you hit the wall you're like I don't ever want to do it again fuck it yeah I'm done I'm going back to this other side because this clearly doesn't work but it's because we just 
or I wind up in the hospital and I've like right, right. blown and then out you my can't, knee, right, blown right. out my bicep. Unnecessarily bi- though, when you're yeah. just like, right, that's right. You blew out your bicep when I, <laughs> oh man, I remember that. That sucked, dude. It, it was like, uh, everything's great. I'm on a tear. I'm starting. I'm like, I had the world solved and I was like, I'm going to go so hard. I'm going to be an animal. Boom. I'm out. Okay. You're not allowed to go to the gym. You know, and it, like to be fair, I could have gone and done legs every day, but I I, I was kind of like, well, I'm injured. I mean, it's easier to look back and say that I I, I understand that I, that's I I had neck surgery, and I still have like some numbness in my finger. I had atrophy in like my lat and my pec and my tricep, and it was like, man, it was really hard to to want to keep working because I couldn't do it and I was worried I was going to hurt myself but then I was like I was stuck with so many different emotions with food and then the, with the drugs they give you and needing to like I had to write everything down because I wanted to make sure that it was like being you know it's fine if you have to take something for a reason sure I think it's good but it's very easy to forget you know you're like did <laughs> yeah. I take four Percocets or three I think I, I think I only took one yeah so and so it was like a challenge to get back to you know kind of being kind of I'm really switching I'm just really like being being okay with myself and where I can go and like long term sustaining like it's okay I, I don't need to be I'm not perfect today or tomorrow like it's a it's a like enjoy the process basically I wasn't yeah. enjoying the process it was yeah. like either I'm great or I suck right and why am I doing this? yeah and that's too harsh no those those are the extremes that for me there's really only a, a very narrow space in between those two extremes and and each one of those are quick paths to my downfall. If I'm feeling myself so much and so happy, you know, like have some big success, that's as easy a reason to derail whatever I'm doing sure. as like a big disaster. Either one of them are total failure zones for me. And so like this this very thin margin of – and surgeries, like I had to learn – I'm a sober person, but I had a deviated septum repaired and we thought like, oh, he's been sober for a while. It's fine. Okay, what? He takes Vicodin for this. And it was like at the end of day one, I'd taken all my Vicodin that we're supposed to last like two weeks or something. Yeah. (laughs) And then I'm calling and going like, you didn't give me enough. Like what's happening? And he was like, that was supposed to last you forever Mm -hmm. for, for the whole time. You don't need more. And I'm like, give me more. He gives me more. And then it's like, Oh, this is an issue. So then I have my knee surgery and my wife is like, I will dole out your pills. And for the first like two days, I've got my eye on the clock and I'm going like, it's been four hours, give me a pill. And she's giving him to me. And then like two days later, I'm rifling through her closet looking for the pills. Like, where'd you hide my fucking pills? Because I'm just going to fucking down the bottle. And then it was just like, this is not worth it. So on my bicep, I just went in and was like, no opiates while I'm unconscious. And that tripped them out they were like well we give you opiates while you're unconscious and i was like figure it out give me something else give me ketamine i don't care but no opiates i don't want to wake up craving opiates so they did they that. give you opiates when you pass out yeah oh, i didn't know that yeah no wonder if they give you fentanyl. i woke up crying yeah yeah you're <laughs> fucking like you're you're high and yeah. you're going through stuff and and then after 
you know, you're sitting in the ICU, I guess, recovery or whatever it is, and they're checking you out and they're telling my wife, like, here's the pain medicine. And I was like, no, no, we're not doing that. And he, the doctor said, you're going to be in a lot of pain when all the anesthesia wears off. And I was like, I don't, it's not worth it. So that's the one place where I, I, I don't know. I haven't ever found that kind of moderation. I just like the minute it hits my system. And this was like my fear too with carbohydrates when I was not eating them for so long because I'm such you mean a carbohydrates drug like, uh, like rice. Right. Uh, my fear was the minute I take a bite of rice, I'm going to be at, you know, Yoshinoya <laughs> just ordering fucking. Bowls of the stuff, <laughs> picking apart sushi to eat the rice. Like that was my fear and it didn't happen. But for some reason – I, I understand that fear. I I can go you – know, no, no like little sweets or desserts and I'll be like, oh, cool. We're having a thing. Like of course you made that. I'll have a little slice. And like it's hard for me sometimes to – like people are okay with having the slice. I'm like you don't – I just – I want to finish the whole thing. It's a weird – thing that i feel you know i mean you totally understand it you can yeah yeah i I don't know what it is what you want to satiate but it never that that part still scares me like i still like have to super control that yeah i I, this is it's for sure more manageable I, i had just never had success with drugs of like take a pill when you need a pill that hasn't worked for me the amount of stress I feel when it's like a dessert and I go, I'm going to have a bite of that. It's constant tension to just have the bite. I'm easy at measuring out my rice and not going back for another serving of rice. That doesn't seem to be an issue for me What's right the, now. The, the, the prep measuring and stuff. I mean, that's like, I loved that. It just went well with my personality. Like it was like, cool, my allotted thing, you know, like I figure out I can drink water in between. I know what I'm doing. I have a goal because of it. And I guess the biggest thing for me was learning how to do that and then, like, ease it a little bit just because, you know, everyone hates you when you do it. It's really funny. You're just like, I'm doing this for my health. Like, you piece of shit. (laughs) You're like, no, but I I feel better like this. Like, You bastard. So many people gave me shit. I was like, what are you doing? You don't even know what you're doing. And I was like, all right, but, like, I – I feel better though. <laughs> no, is it not? <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know if people gave you, you know, or you can't, you know, you, when you're going out, you're like, no, I had my thing. So I'm just, I want to hang out with you guys, but I'm not going to like do anything. And yeah. Just like, my kids and my wife ha- have uh, a lot of, but I, I can't imagine what, th- how they perceive me today <laughs> through all of the craziness that I've done. <laughs> like, my kids have only known a guy who's been like, extreme diets or like i'm we're gonna fucking we're gonna pillage downtown los angeles tonight we're gonna go to four restaurants because i want a bite from every place and then i wind up eating four meals and my (laughs) kids at the last three are just like sick like what are we doing this is insane so i'm really extreme guy yeah moderation Has only like when I started eating rice, it had been so many years of no carbs for me that my kids would watch me eat rice like slightly mystified, like "Whoa, this This is is weird." Yeah. But how do how do you feel now then with with like the discipline you put in? You do you find that it's 
Like you're just more aware of when of where your mind's going. I mean, that's basically why why we're doing it, right? To keep the mind on 100%. track. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, for sure. And and now I feel like I can go to any restaurant and figure out a meal that I'm happy with that I'm not going to feel guilty about. Oh, the guilt. You see, it's like, just like doing drugs. It's like you yeah. just like shame yourself into like nothing. So you can't even enjoy when you're trying to enjoy. Right. Then you're just like, you're what just, have I done? I've ruined everything. <laughs> everything I've ever done yeah. is gone. Yeah. I and and that was that was me in the beginning of reintroducing carbohydrates. There was just such an association of guilt that it was it was fucking bizarre, dude. It was really bizarre. But now I, I do moderation has won and I took one of my kids about a year ago to McDonald's because she had never had McDonald's French fries, and I was like, "Oh, they're, they're by far the best French fries. Let's go try them." Disagree, but we can get okay. On let's talk yeah. about it. <laughs> I, you know, she, I raised her saying McDonald's is poison, yeah, and she believed that, <laughs> but she also believed that when I told her that shampoo was the was the fecal matter of these little creatures called shams, which they kept <laughs> and they just <laughs> used them to to get their poo yeah. and then we washed our hair with that's it. That's how you clean yourself. Yeah. And she's a moron, but she was only three <laughs> when I told her that, but she believed it for a couple of years, you know. Oh my God. I wonder at school if she just has moments where she's like, shit. Shampoo. <laughs> what else did he tell what me a, that's just a, a good, lie? What a good uh, tale though. It's not so much a lie. It's like, it's like a myth. It's yeah. Just like created fun. this mythical yeah. thing. It seems, that it seems the, more fun. Yeah. And the tooth fairy and yeah. shams and all of this it stuff. It seems just as crazy. The Easter bunny, what the hell is that? They leave chocolate eggs? I don't even understand. I used to tell um, my kids that the Easter bunny shit the chocolate out. It wasn't that it <laughs> you was like laying the poo eggs. things. Didn't you? I, yeah. I really wanted to <laughs> just kind of taint these things. Taint. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, I think it's good now that um, – well, okay, what's the best French fry? I'm stuck on this. I, I'm not saying that – I understand the, the salty McDonald fry. I, yeah. I get it. Okay. It's like – it is delicious. I just I just find In-N-Out fries to be my favorite. You're, you're putting In-N-Out uh, – Miles above. Okay. Here's all I would say. Okay. You get a, a thing of McDonald's fries. Yeah. You take them home. They're yeah. in a bag, steaming. Yeah. You take them out of the bag. They're still crispy. Yeah, that's weird. In and out fries. And <laughs> no, that I understand. Are practically mashed potatoes <laughs> at that point. <laughs> sure, sure, but I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm judging them at at peak. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so like the lady hands you the fries, or the guy, whoever hands you the fries. The, very, very good of you. Yes, could, could be either. And in that moment, you're putting the fries in your mouth. I posit that by the time you're done eating the fries, no, but just the taste of the potato is so good. Okay, the saltiness and the thing with McDonald's fries, the 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 front taste is immediate and amazing and salt. The aftertaste of whatever oil they use is is not as is not as satisfying to me at the end. Yeah, like I still think I've had I've tried all these different burgers. I guess burgers ended up becoming like. My cheats, you right? Know, whenever I like, oh, I want to go splurge somewhere, I'd go have a burger, and I still, I still think In and Out is up there. I've tried all these new burgers, and they're just like, have you tried Burgers Never Say Die? Is that 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 uh, pop up one that I? I um, it's in Silver Lake. Okay, uh, okay. Burgers okay. Never Say Die. So, 
Imagine if God himself made a McDonald's cheeseburger, a McDonald's double cheeseburger. Yeah. I, you ate that when you were a kid, Yeah, of right? course. Yeah. yeah. So there's something – I grew up in the 80s, man. Come on. Yeah, there's something artificial about a McDonald's cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah. But there's like the perfect amount of ketchup and the little cubed onions that are like – Everyone's wilted. copying the Big Mac. It's not like two. Yeah. It's not like uh... – Exactly. Burgers never say die – has made this. It's flawless. Their fries are cooked in beef fat. I don't know what that means other than it ta- they ta- they feel like slightly worse for me. And <laughs> so I, I love it, you know. <laughs> and then they have Carvel ice cream too. So it's like just three perfect things. You got to try it on Burgers your next never treat. say die. Yeah. I, really you know, phenomenal. I actually prefer, speaking of that, I actually, when I got into it, I actually preferred giving myself a treat and not uh, being able to do it all the time. It, I actually was like ha- happier as a person. It made me realize that, uh, um, I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's not like instant satisfaction, you know, like I'm going to have whatever I want, whenever I want it. Right. And you need to like go through the week. Yeah. And then it's, it's hard at first and then it becomes not that, not that bad. Really. Yeah. My, yeah. My cheats have become four times a year and I include like Christmas as a cheat. Well, yeah, it's the, you know. And that that's times where I eat stuff I really don't normally eat. And, but I, but even like the other times, Christmas, I really want to sit down and have a meal that I'm not thinking wor- about. Worrying yeah, you about. want to sit with the family and just have a meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever I want to eat that night, yeah. I always feel like shit the next day. I know. But that's, I, I feel like that's almost good though. Yeah. Cause that's like a reminder. It's okay to like do stuff. That might have an effect if you understand the effect and then you like don't keep doing it. Because yeah. that's kind of happened too. As I got older, I was like, oh, that makes me feel bad. I can't do that all the time. Or like even though maybe my mind wants to do it more. Yeah. That was like a big a big part of it. Because I still like doing the doing the gym and eating has become like my meter if I'm falling off. You know, it's the same way like if I don't make my bed. Yeah. It's just like little things where you're like, well, I haven't made my bed in a week. Am I doing something wrong? <laughs> right. What's going on? <laughs> Did I slip? Did I go? Because it's like those little things where you take care of yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have – does your what is, does your wife play a part in keeping you consistent with this? Yeah. I mean she's she's like – she does. It can be frustrating sometimes because she's the kind of person who's like – Likes working out very much in shape and can like cheat a lot more and you don't notice anything. Yeah. And just like, I mean, I have friends who can eat pizza and drink Coke and I would have that twice and I just like all of a sudden I'm starting to like, I don't fit in my clothes. Yeah. <laughs> That's, but no, she's, uh, yeah, she really helps because she helps keep the, that bad version, my shadow basically a little bit in line. Yeah. Like, you know, don't beat yourself up so much like you're getting there. Give it time. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I think about this with making my bed, specifically because if I don't make my bed, my side of the bed, it's kind of like she gets up on her side, I get up on my side, and if she comes home and her side is made, which happens before she walks into the bathroom to do anything else, and she sees like when we're getting into bed that my side is still disheveled. She's pissed, you know, yeah. and it, it that's happened and I feel shitty about it. But it's gotten to the point where like now if she goes out of town, 
which she does sometimes for work, I make sure to not disturb her side of the bed just because I don't want to have to make it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, I, and then I feel guilty and lazy about this, but I'll like just peel back my covers, make sure not to disturb a single one of her t- – and like slip in. <laughs> like you know how hotels, yeah, of they're course. tucked in. I like try to keep it as tucked in as possible so that I'm doing less work when she's not around, which I then also feel guilty about. I'm like weirdly – I mean that – makes it it makes sense i'm weirdly very like very neat yeah like to the point where i probably bother you know they always say like you're keeping her in line yeah you know they say like oh when when a man gets married that's when like everything gets in order i feel like it's the opposite happened everything was in order (laughs) i got married and it was like why are there shoes there why are you put that (laughs) stuff there just put it away yeah that's like that's like me you know this is hilarious because i am i am like leave shit wherever and my wife is very much put shit away. And yet there will be like a table in the dining room where her purse goes. But God forbid I put my backpack on it. She will walk in and say like, why is your backpack there? Put it away. And I'm like, but your purse is here. This is like a male purse, is it not? Why can't <laughs> That's it go That's her spot ahead? though. That's her spot. But I don't get a spot. Do you understand? When's, well, you you could if you made it. When's when's her birthday? December thirteenth. Oh, so no, no connection. There. I just always wondered if it was the. I I do have spots for stuff for right. sure. I would. I'm I'm now imagining. And I think if someone put their stuff in my spot, I'd be like, "Why is it there?" Right. <laughs> I yeah. I'm now gonna give her for her birthday. I'm gonna get a new little table to go next to her purse table. And it will be my backpack table. And That's this for will, her birthday? Yes. This will be my contribution <laughs> to her birthday. See, I've organized. I've given myself a spot, so I'll never take your spot again. It's not going to go over well. When you, I had a question. When, when you make – it's not going to go over well. When you make meals, do you only make it for yourself? Do you make it for her? Or? I, I try to meal prep for myself f- at least like three days in advance. And right now I'm eating – trifecta food so it comes i get it in bulk so i just get packages of protein packages of carbs packages of vegetables which i can throw into containers in the proportion that i want in the portion oh it already comes cooked it's all cooked yeah it's like meal delivery but i'm just getting instead of like some companies will do here's your breakfast yeah yeah i'm just getting like two pounds of chicken right in you can have it whenever you want. Whenever I want. Yeah. You so, you divide it up. I divide it up. So I don't actually wind up cooking that much right now. But when I did, she would always want me to make extra for her. And when I cook dinner, I don't – the idea for me – it's probably because I have four kids. But the idea of making separate meals for people dr- drove me crazy. Oh, no, that's why I'm little. – that's why that's why I'm asking you because yeah. I just like it was hard. Uh, it's 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 psychotic. Like one person doesn't like this one thing, so suddenly you're doing, it. and then when the other person sees that, oh, that person's getting something else. Well, I want something else. It just starts a chain reaction. What did I'm you like, do for that? I just I just got very authoritarian and said this is a dictatorship and this is what's for dinner. Yeah, this is good. Eat it. Yeah. yeah. I know. I always got like my kids really picky. It's like uh, until they're hungry. <laughs> right. Sorry, I feel like so I'm gonna get I'm gonna get my child taken away from me for saying that. <laughs> no, yeah, there was a guy recently who had a thing I read there where he like 
live tweeted like my kid's hungry. I told her to figure out opening the using the can opener to open a can of soup. It took her nine hours, but she did it. And like the guy got in trouble. Seems extreme. I also would say that I doubt that any kid in America who's got a house and a can of food and a can opener and a parent watching is at the risk of going into like malnutrition in the no. course of nine hours. Yeah. No, I, I don't think so. Yeah. It, it also depends how, you know, everyone has a different opinion on that. Maybe that like helped her discover something. It's like when sleep training, some people feel like you shouldn't do it. Some people feel like there's a middle ground where, you, you know, you let them cry three, three to five minutes. Yeah. And like that's normally like a soothing and past that something could be up. And some say just let them cry it out all the way. Yeah. Did, what did you do not to go off we the did, topic? We and, did different things. Ooh, you experimented with each one. Yeah. <laughs> so most recently we did with the girl who's 15 now. We kind of didn't do sleep training. She slept in our bed for a long time. And then my wife was pregnant again. And we were kind of like, well, we got to move her. We have a new baby coming. Yeah, She's like a year and a half, almost two. So we moved her. And then it was really rocky to readjust her to sleeping in her own room. Because she would come into your room. She just was like, what do you mean? I went from having two people in my bed to nobody. <laughs> Stuffed animals aren't cutting it. Like, I'm not into this. I need the, I need the body heat. Yeah. And I'm, and there was all this like fear, like now there's nobody, no big person watching me. What's happening? And so when the next one came, we were still kind of in this rough thing with the other one with sleep that we were like, we got to try out this sleep training. And she was fine. Actually, it worked right away. And we were like, oh, we really blew it with the older kid. And then we went on vacation and had to have a, like a crib from the hotel. And it was a much shorter crib. And on night one, our, this new baby learned to like jump out of the crib. Really? Like we woke up with her just like tugging at the side of our bed. And we were like, how are you here? And we took her and put her back in the crib and went back to bed. And like moments later, she was at the side of the bed tugging. And this never happened. And then when we got home, we were like, this crib in, in our house, her, her, her full-time crib is like five or six feet off. Not six, but probably four and a <laughs> it's half. It's like a castle. Five feet. As yeah, a moat. <laughs> much higher. We're like, she's never getting out of here. And night one, she like pole vaulted out of it and ran to our bed. And we were like, this is How old was scary. She? A year and a half. I mean, she was really young. That's like just walking. She's already like climbing off the... Yeah. And and somehow, I I never saw it happen. Somehow she was making a four and a half foot drop out of the side of her crib, unscathed, and running to our room. And it was like this one shitty crib at a hotel that ruined it. And then, anyway, I don't know. I I have no answers. Yeah. The the thing that fucked me up most about kids was a swim camp we took Why? my youngest to. So my wife arranged the swim camp and she said, you just take them, you walk them back, everybody's really nice, but you, you have to leave. And I was like, what do you mean? And she, she said, they, they don't like parents there. And I said, okay, so day one, I take her, we, I sign her in, I get to know the people, everything's fine, there's other kids there, I don't see anybody freaking out, I leave, 
I pick my kid up and she is traumatized. And I'm like, tell me about what happened. And she's three or four at the time and just like was not into it. But come to find out basically what they were doing is they just take the kid and throw him in the water. Like literally just chuck the kid in the water in the deep end of the pool and, and like say swim. <laughs> and and this was, how you this teach was very to. upsetting to my kid. And, and this is why they don't want parents there because if, if I'm there watching somebody yeah. throw my kid in the pool – but you, but you could just do that yourself, though. I don't know that I could. I don't know no, that but, I'd have oh, right, the mental just, fortitude. Right? To do no, that. of course. But I feel like isn't is that really though how you would learn how to swim? Though that seems that's not how I learned how. to I swim. I know. I don't remember learning. It wasn't. It was like it was like baby steps. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, you swam from the side to side. And you got you built confidence. Yeah. And then you realize that you could do it, and then and then you're swimming, and then yeah, and you and then the fear would go away, and, you, and then you naturally started to push it. You're like, I want to go to the deep end. Yeah, this was not this swim camp was. Did that work? I mean, she swims now, but I don't think I took her back after I learned that that was the way they were know. teaching. I, I don't. Her. I don't think I could do that. No, I don't. I don't think I could leave and just be like, okay with, it. especially when they come back and they're like crying or traumatized right. i'd be like i'm sorry that was my fault i really thought it was gonna be something where they give him like a floaty thing to lean on and teach him to kick and all of that yeah. and just thought parents were distracting but apparently the minute the parents are all gone they're just chucking kids in the pool yeah that doesn't seem i mean i've even seen young like i tried surfing this in may and i was seeing kids learn and they all learned with like a sense of like there was safety and like no one was like being pushed on a wave that would scare them or like you know what i mean it wasn't like uh <laughs> it wasn't like they just threw them in the middle of the ocean so yeah. that that doesn't i don't think that's that's a that's not i i, I would be willing to bet in the in the I, i'd day. go back and ask those what what those kids think about that i feel like they they probably have like a scar <laughs> yeah and i also think i don't think you could do this now this is like 12 years ago i don't think you'd be able i mean I, I have no idea maybe by the way we could get notes from people that are like that is the proven method to teach kids how to swim i don't fucking know once again though i really do feel like it always ends up being in the middle yeah with all the things i find every extreme i've done has always led me to like being happiest at a reasonable place and i guess just in personalities it might take us to go to extremes to find the middle right so i'm in the middle and you're just like not in the middle yeah but yeah because that that seems like uh yeah it's rough it seems traumatized for an un, for a kind of an unnecessary you know what i mean we're not like you don't need to swim <laughs> right <laughs> you know what i mean it's yeah. not if you're of, like right if you're going on a trip on a boat it's probably a good idea to know how to swim if you want to know how to swim, it's a good idea to know how to swim. But almost to me, it feels like if you're learning how to drive, like to put you in a car crash so you would know what it is. Right. And then be like, good, drive. And you're like, what? Yeah. Here's what it's like <laughs> I don't running wanna... into a tree. Don't yeah. do this. Yeah. Yeah. Survive this car like crash. Like their biggest fear happened. They thought they were going to drown. And then what? They go to the shallow end and be like, now swim. You'd be... right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There were There were other real funky things happening that were trends that i think were like taken from thousands of years ago that that i don't even know how they had evidence of any of this shit but like um when my last kid was born was a moment in time where uh girls were having the placenta made into pills 
and yes. ingesting it. Is they, that still they a still thing? Do that, they yeah. still do that. Yeah. So there's all kinds. Supposedly, you can even take them, and like if you worked out on them, you would like feel amped. Really? Supposedly, I've never. I've. I've, I've never taken. This, I mean, I but know. that's a good selling point. I might do yeah. that. I know we had stuff frozen for stem cells, like the the cord stuff. Yeah, we had all that. Like each kid had, which wasn't available to the first two, but the last two stuff is frozen in some bank in case they need their stem cells one day. They're sitting there. I guess I don't know how any of that works. But there was the other. There was like you can also eat the placenta, and we were like, no. Stem cells that. seem fascinating. Yeah. I've had a few friends. Actually, that guy who uh, we used to go to the gym with. Um, TJ? Charlie. Charlie. Charlie, yes. Yeah. He had stem cells? Yeah, but he was like this. They they do this where they take your own and they harvest it. And uh, I just want it for like my neck. And just it just seems fascinating to me that you can put it in and it would like it'll just naturally go where it needs to go, right? It'll yeah. start healing parts of your body. I have a buddy who went to Colombia and had stem cells shot in his back and says it was amazing. His back and his knee. And I don't know if it's what you're saying where they just inject it to his arm and it figures it out. That might have been I it. think there's local stuff. He just says you take blood out. They – I didn't do enough research. So I feel like I'm talking about it no, based off a of text. Sure. So it's not like – you know, I could be saying it wrong. Basically – grow stem cells from your own stem cells and then you do like wherever you need it in the knee or somewhere you do like three and then the rest that you do you intravenous and it just goes where it needs to go but he was just saying he was able to gain 15 pounds of muscle oh wow yeah but not from doing anything different and also at an older age so it's like harder to gain yeah Another thing that bums me out is like you couldn't have done this podcast when we were like nineteen. I know. <laughs> I'm Fuck. like, what did I do? Yeah, I I've thought about that a lot too. I've sat in regret for days, going like, "Fuck!" It took me so long to figure out because really, I don't. I'm not worried about food for the first time, maybe in my whole life. Where so cool. there's no anxiety or anxiousness about it at all. I know what I'm going to eat. I enjoy what I'm eating. The only hiccup in the last two years has been a week without salt. Like, But that was for a purpose, so it yeah, wasn't like... it was fine. I might were, even do it again this year. Yeah, you were like doing... It's different. If you're doing it, there, there's a goal in mind. Right. But it was the only time like when I'm cutting... It's fine. I'm never really that hungry. When I'm maintaining, it's fine. I'm never eating out of control or overly worried about like, am I allowed to eat this? Like it's just – I've just really calmed down. Do you feel like the gym is what – the consistency of the gym is what like – and the progress and where you got to is just like allowed your mind to ease up on that? Figuring out – that first, I, I I think my point of view just shift mm. shifted radically. I, I really did for a long time look at certain foods as. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Bad for me. And I don't do that anymore. Like, even sugar. I could I could look at sugar and think about sugar in a way where I could I could go, like, here's its usefulness. It could be useful. If I'm doing something cardiovascular over a long period of time, that sugar could help. Like it could be really beneficial. But that's where things get blurred. It for sure it can. And actually it's not even beneficial. It's necessary. Right. <laughs> you you need it. It's that then that you say that, but then they you know, they'll they'll put sugar in everything. Right. And then you're eating all those things and not doing the other thing. And yeah. so it's like you have all this excess sugar, which is just turned into yeah, I, I had no understanding really about what how my body was using stuff. You know what I mean? I I I, I thought carbs were poisonous, and I was going to be fine if I just didn't eat carbs. And yeah. basically, I could eat whatever I wanted. And this was just not the case for me. If somebody is doing that and and feeling great and having this the success that they want to have, I'm not saying it's impossible. It was not the case for me. I lost weight and then I stopped losing weight and then I just have to reduce my food. And so I was without realizing it, cutting calories while also cutting carbs. Didn't that put you lower energy? I, yeah, I felt like shit. Yeah, I was, I was, well, that's the whole thing whenever I, because people always will, will ask me, will we, will be eating or will, will I have discussions of diet or they'll want to like lose weight. And I always tell them, well, like, don't not eat food. Everyone's things like oh, I'm gonna cut, like I'm not gonna eat food, and I was like, no, that's just gonna store fat, and you're gonna eat your muscle, yeah. and you're gonna be end up the yo-yo effects gonna be worse. Right? You have to you have to eat just to eat healthy, and you you know do certain portions. Important to have well-rounded stuff. An immediate cut is like don't eat. Try to eat like whole foods, right? And that'll already help you. Yeah. Within a few weeks, if you're not like eating, don't eat packaged, packaged right. stuff. Yeah, shop. Uh, along the outskirts of the grocery yeah, store. Yeah, just exactly. don't go into yeah, it. Yeah, but I'm deep. saying if you just did that, that might even be what some people would would be enough. Yeah. You know? I think there are whole diets based around that that make perfect sense too. You don't find some of them a little extreme though when there's just like, all I have to do is eat meat and fat and like it'll – and like I understand elements of it because fat is good for you and how, it's how you lose fat too, weirdly enough, is by having certain fats. But 
I feel like there's also an extreme in that that could lead you into like a place that's not good for for your organs. Hundred <laughs> percent. The 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 extreme bacon every day is not going to be is not going to be good for you. By the just way, that. it's also fucking got a lot of sugar in it too. Bacon, like it, looking for bacon that hasn't been processed in some way is is right. not easy. Right, but then you have the other extreme. It's just like, well, good fats. Good fats are good for you. But if you eat six avocados a day, it's still a lot of fat. A lot of fat. Right? Yeah. So it's like you do want your omegas and stuff and you want the good fats for your body, nervous system, all that. But it's like this – so both sides like need to be balanced. That's why whenever I hear them, I just feel like you're missing – you just took out one side that cuts something. Right. So it will get you to somewhere, of course. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, and for the people who have done that, and are having long-term success, I say hats off. Like, good for you. It it didn't seem to be that way for me, you yeah. know? And so the happiest, most successful, most, like, tangible goals that I've achieved have just been in moderation. I, I know you say hats off, and I, I, want, I was laughing because I was like, I didn't want to seem like I wasn't saying hats off to. Yes, of course. But I don't, I've never seen someone like that over 10 years. Right. I've, I've never been like where someone's like, I've been living this way for 10 years. It's always been like, it'll go really good. And then like something had to change because of something else <laughs> right. or like health issue or like, you know, we're all aging. So eventually we have, we'll have to like eat less or curb certain things because our body just can't process it the same way as when we were 20, you know? Yeah. I don't know a single person who has done, I know a vegan dude who has remained pretty healthy. That's the one extreme guy I know who who seems to be doing good. I think that's well cuz well cuz vegan is almost less of a diet, right? And more of like a It's an it's a moral thing. More of like a life. I mean, I understand it in some ways too. Like I don't I've curbed my consumption of meat. I do think there's something we're going to have to do about that eventually. Anyways. I asked this guy yesterday. Somebody sent me something where they're 3D printing steaks now. Yeah, that's what Bill Gates was saying. I should have like a, in the lab. Yeah. Is it 3D printing what they're doing? It? I thought it was like they were printing. growing it. I think they do that too. But this one is literally some kind of a biological 3D printer and they take beef cells. So like it's how you would rebuild in a movie your heart and like re yeah. put it in. And they have 3D printed ribeye steaks. And I asked my buddy like, would you eat this? And he, he was like – I don't like how rotting animal flesh tastes, so no. And I was just like, okay, not for you. It's not solving this problem for you. I bet, but I think it is probably solving like it how, for somebody. So he does eat meat? No, he, oh, doesn't, he, doesn't. he doesn't like it. Oh, right, right. But I'm saying the person eating the meat, it would solve having – Whatever issue you no, could have. No, you wouldn't get a vegan to eat it. No, right. I'm not saying that, but you would you would solve the problem of, of uh, you know, what cows contribute to global warming and – right. Whatever issues there All are. that. Yeah. I find – Also, it's kind of – I don't like the way – I do feel like meat should be a little uh, – I don't know. I want to say like more expensive. but just like we should treat something that gives us so much just a little better, I feel. The video, <laughs> the videos coming out of, of uh, these mass-produced places are, are horrifying. I just feel like it's unnecessary. Like, you know, like if you – there is a little bit we can take. You know, you take little bits of things. Like it, there's something special like – I don't mind eating an animal, but at least like know that you, it's giving you something pretty amazing. Right. So don't like treat it like it's like whatever. 
it, it feels wrong. It just feels it's, wrong. It's, it's, it is to some degree providing life to right. us. Right. So I'm saying it should be a little more special than, than I just think like it's special. Yeah. I, treating it like shit. In my, in my fantasy, but I had a steak in Japan once where it was served with a picture of the cow and the dudes who raised the cow. And like there were four dudes per cow that are like assigned to the cow. And the steak was insanely expensive. Yeah. And unbelievably delicious. But I had this going like I'm I'm into this. Like this makes sense to me. I don't know that we need four people per animal. Like that could get I just mean you extreme. don't need to they're so close together that you stuff them with antibiotics. Yes. You know what I mean? Like right. that's all I'm I you know right. there, I think like, I mean a they they better just, way. Yeah, you don't need to like or the chickens are, they gotta burn the beaks because they're all like like this, and they peck each other. It's like, <laughs> right. huh, that's an interesting solution. Right. Or I, I like is it if we each had a little less, would that like help? Or maybe this 3D printing thing. I mean, I would totally be down for trying. I, when you cook something, I don't even know if I would know. I, I don't. I never see a full bird, anyways. No. I don't even know if I would gut and be able to eat a full bird if I had to do it all right. myself. Yeah. So technically, what's the difference if it was printed in the packaging that you see that you get given? Yeah. I mean, the printer I, I'm could not a print butcher, the packaging you know? too. <laughs> you imagine if it's just printing everything, the fucking packaging. So you can eat it. It's like made with like yeah. The, the packaging is it's no it's also no waste. biological right that's a good idea you can eat the packaging is is uh yeah meat but based. Fr- but then we get into shelf life and we start having to put additives in it because the packaging a non-consumable package no sure okay we got forever. carried away there yeah okay we, we, got went, we away. went to the extreme again we were just you know we were just you know, i was gonna say we were just kind of like daydreaming of like oh cool the whole thing could be could eat like no waste yeah so it's always exciting, and sometimes you have to, you sometimes you have to bring it back down. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like an apple is a good version of no waste, except for the core. But then it's well, got no, a purpose. Well, no, because if you put it back into the, if you threw it into the ground, grow a new apple tree. Yeah, and it would, but it would give whatever it, bi- it biodegrades. It it's good for the um, soil and stuff yeah. like that. And I think in practice, if you eat those seeds and then shit them into the ground, they're now in some kind of super nutrient dense fertilizer. I see what so I'm going like, to do this weekend. <laughs> yeah, just out in the forest planting apple trees. I did that. I've created this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think anytime, and we experience it here, maybe more than anywhere else on Earth, when you have somebody presenting something as the the only thing that works for everyone. This becomes somebody either trying to sell you something or somebody that's made some kind of ethical or moral judgment on your behalf. Sure. And is saying, like, I've determined that your value should be X and based on that, here is the way you should exist. And I'm just not interested. You know? No, I mean, you can already see that with how they – just how, you know, how someone would get sick and not get sick or everyone – handles it differently depending on what's inside all the stuff we don't know even when i get blood work done i need different things than you might need and we could be in the same house yeah. you know what i mean yeah same family and it still would just be different yeah genetically so yeah the, there's you you can only encompass everyone in like um to get to a certain a certain place like you you could say eating healthy is x y and z yeah you know just because it's but then again Sometimes a certain person, you know, 
even though fruit's healthy, it might be they might be having too much right. and not enough of something else, and so it throws an imbalance. But I think when you talk about whole foods, to me, it makes the most sense that if the majority of what you're eating, oh yeah, is that it seems stuff. like common sense, right? You're like, yeah, oh, of course, this ground and animals. Like, if, why would that? That would be, I'd be I'd be the healthiest I could be. Sure. Yeah, that's what I think, and and, For and sure. that doesn't even seem extreme to me. No, and it, in fact, I feel like it it uh, teach would teach you like how to put things together and cook and like yeah, it's a whole it's a whole process yeah, you know which I actually I I I love that a lot. We cook a lot at the yeah. house. Our kitchen is like used. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Right. Especially now, there's a lot less. I mean, there's no. I don't know. Are you allowed to go to restaurants now? I think it's open a little bit, but like I was telling a friend who wanted to go, I was like, it's been so long, I don't even know where to go right? or how I would go about doing it. Yeah. It's, it's a whole it's, new process. It's, uh, it's, un, it's unfortunate. I'm just glad I was able to stay uh, active the whole time. Yeah. You know? How did you stay active? What are you doing? Um, My trainer did like in the park or at his place. He had outdoors. Nice. And then... uh we went to the gym and just wore a mask. Yeah. I guess everyone feels comfortable doing whatever they feel comfortable with, and I, I felt comfortable like that. Yeah, I felt like sunlight, eating right, exercise would be more beneficial than not. Yeah, I'm totally you know? with you. I, I, I The first three months, I didn't leave my house a lot. Well, it's new. I mean, it's like... Yeah, and I was, I was exercising there every day, but it was not fulfilling maybe spiritually i don't know what no that you do how many repetitions do you do in your hour of work work working out you know you know how many things that triggers in your in yeah. your mind how many yeah um but i've got i've I, it's been it's been fine i i i look forward to coming out more and more of this i think we're we have to be nearing something where <laughs> The number of people who have been who have had it and who have been vaccinated, we got to be nearing herd immunity, right? Yeah. At some point, and yeah. then t- maybe we have a little period of tentative readjustment, and then let's yeah, get like the being in the pool, party like started, doing your building your confidence back up into going out. But yeah, I, I wish they would have brought that up in that whole time, though, like in the. The panic, like no one ever mentioned, like you know, go and eat, you know, make sure you're eating whole foods and tr- try. Obviously, yeah. like they just made it, you know, seem like you're just stuck and eat ice cream and play video games and right. end up uh, being in a worse position. I think it's been rough with. Um, it's what they do that with pregnant women too. Like have whatever you want. Yeah. Like wait, why you're growing something? Yeah. Have really good stuff. You should eat. <laughs> sure. Extra, be there's extra always diligent. when I say that, just know there's always like you live at a, you know. 80% is a lot. Say you do 70, 30, 80, 20. That's amazing. You don't, yeah. nothing's 100%. I'm not, I don't mean like, right. You know, then you'll just break and. But I, I always think of, and this was never my wife's experience, but when, when I was first uh, around a pregnant woman that I was helping to care for and stuff, I was like, when are you going to want ice cream and pickles? Like, when's <laughs> that going to happen? Because I want to watch that. Yeah. You know, I'll help you prepare. And what did it. she say? Never happened. Uh, but like I had this vision of like you're yeah. just gonna sit with like tubs Pancakes of ice cream every day, yeah, something <laughs> like that, and it just it didn't happen. 
it was a lot of vitamins and my wife has like a kefir yeah i don't know how to pronounce it like healthy whole whole fast with probiotics and stuff like that or when we get pho the the beef broth you know super nutrient yeah Yeah. like just like stuff stuff like that Uh, the salts i mean it makes sense you're like building something from scratch probably wants it just takes you need all these uh, minerals and vitamins that you might not give yourself normally if you don't eat right right and and if you don't the baby steals them from the mom oh yeah like i i i know my wife never had a cavity prior to having the first kid really and then it having the first kid changed the calcium in her body and she suddenly had cavities it was yeah, like isn't weird that they said the thing they always say like a kid kind of like or maybe they say that in like not out loud but like can like they takes a little bit from the mom i guess yeah it has to I, yeah right because they're making something so a little bit leaves with you right and if you're if you're not replenishing that we don't we don't do, we don't we don't get that but we also don't have that closeness of like this was something you know inside of me right Dude, it always trips me out thinking about babies and how babies are made. And now that we talked about 3D printing a steak, I'm only thinking about women. 3D printing a baby? I'm just thinking about how women have some kind of a natural weird 3D printer in their bodies that's making other bodies. It's fucking weird. And how it grows first, too. Like, it doesn't really look – it looks like an alien tadpole with, like, a tail and, like – and then it grows into this thing. And it, I, I keep thinking that she's I, – I feel so claustrophobic for her. I was like, right. I was like get out of there. It's so tight. Yeah. I guess the, they're comfortable. But in my head, I would be – I'd be wanting to get out so bad. Yeah. And have you had the alien moment where like oh, yeah. the baby's elbow will cross a, her stomach? A foot, foot comes – she yeah. has the placenta on the front. Okay. So I haven't been able to feel like the kick so much. But yeah, I've definitely seen like this thing poking – poking out across yeah that that is so trippy yeah yeah i don't really uh it's a fucking adventure it doesn't it it does not get old like not nothing about it and it still feels i think we're gonna go to the hospital and she's gonna have the baby but like i still can't process that i'm gonna be coming home with something yeah like i just feel like she won't have a stomach and that'll have been the fun nine ten months that we had just go on with life no dude then the real adventure begins you know like i'm gonna have to we're gonna drive something home and it's gonna be in the car seat yeah yeah and you will have i i had so much my the amount of like here's how we have to do everything (laughs) was so much stronger with the first one than it was with the last like by the time we got to the last she started pole vaulting out of her crib, and it was like probably dangerously too high. We didn't lower. The I know, crib. but I'm trying to. People have said that, and I'm trying to tone down what I would do to the first baby, just because everyone has said like, I wish I was a little lighter with the first, because <laughs> like I feel like I like, you know, they don't need all the sound machines in their right. room or stuff like that. Just like kind of like let them go with the flow with you, yeah, and just like love them and feed them, but like. Don't be too doting because then you just kind of create something unnecessary because uh, unnecessary. Right. You know, it always seems like the children after are just they're 
better adaptable things. Dude, I, I cannot believe that people figured it out before there were baby Bjorns. Like <laughs> I, there was a point in time where it was just like, you know. Dude, I didn't have a car seat. Right. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> and there was, I was not three years old in a car seat. There was no – you have a car seat till you're like 10 now. Yeah. I did definitely, definitely did not have a car seat at yeah. that age. Yeah. I think it's very hard to avoid some of this stuff. First of all, you drive with a baby without a car seat. You're going to get arrested. No, of course. I'm not – I no. have a car seat. Yes. No, <laughs> I, just, I know. I, I know. Yeah. When you were a kid, I didn't yeah. either. I don't you remember know. ever sitting No, in that was the seat. joke with the mom's seatbelt. Like they'd put right. their hand out. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. We didn't even have – when I was a kid, my mom was smoking cigarettes oh, in yeah. the car with the windows rolled up. Like oh, this sure. Or they'd we crack it a little bit to edge. Yeah. 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 Um, you might get arrested for that now. I'm sure you or would. Or someone would definitely yell at you. Right. Yeah. Um, that's right i so totally forgot about changed. that but like there i was could a- go buy a cigarette i used to buy cigarettes for my dad at the it was an el torito and you just go to the machine it's like yeah. two bucks i just think like at some point people were just setting their babies down on a pile of leaves and like going off to make dinner and like the babies were fine you know well, we wouldn't be here if they weren't right <laughs> some of them probably got snatched by lions Okay. Sorry. So there's the moderation. I, right. I'm not going to leave her outside at night. There you go. That's. I mean, that, as long as we're not doing that, yeah. we're going to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Moderation. Yeah, don't. Uh, well, that's what they did back in the day. It's like, but they also had nine nine kids. Right. Because some of them were weren't, weren't going to make it. Right. Yeah. This was the wild thing about um, the average lifespan that I found. I don't know how I figured this out or where this theory came from. But when we think about how far the average lifespan, I think I was having an argument with somebody about Supreme court judges and they were making the, they were taking the position for life. Yeah. They were taking the position like, no, when this rule it's for life was made, the average lifespan was like 35. And so now that the average lifespan is nearly 80, it's crazy that it's for life. And I said, "I, I don't think that's the way it works. And when you go back and you look, Almost every Supreme Court judge has lived to 80 or above. Going back to Supreme Court judge number one. Oh, really? So, yeah. All of them lived nice old ages. A couple of them died under that, but they sure. weren't dying at 35, that's for sure. What was the response to that then? Well, if you look, it's <laughs> – The internet it's, lied to you. <laughs> it's infant mortality rates. So, uh, like you're saying, they had nine kids because a bunch of them got – if a if if a ton of kids are getting wiped out, then it pulls the average lifespan way down. But it's not real. Once you get past being a kid, the average lifespan hasn't changed all that much. Oh, interesting. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I do think we have a much larger aged population now than we ever have before. And so this is going to become some kind of existential crisis with social security in the future if not now why what do you just like uh, when that was invented people you know retired lived a few years and died and so the you know i, I mean unfortunately no no i know you i know what you mean i even see it in where my parents are compared to my grandparents are like it's like ridiculous yeah my grandparents at their age were seemed a lot a lot older than than how my parents seem. Right. So I just think people are living longer also, but those few years become more expensive because suddenly you're dealing with like caretakers again, almost like they're children again, but 
they just need a lot. So all this more. time I've been paying Social Security, I'm not going to get it, am I? I I have no idea. I would not count on it. I wouldn't count. I'm not counting on Social Security <laughs> for anything. I mean, it would be nice, but I I mean, who fucking knows? It doesn't seem like the math works. But this could just be another instance where the Fed says, "Here's a few more trillion dollars, and you're covered." And right. Well, maybe by then it won't even be cash right it'll be some kind of a you know, i mean cash thing. isn't really i mean it kind of makes sense why it would go into crypto right because cash doesn't really exist well now we get we it's get not to, backed by anything we've just we create it and we make a rule and everyone abides by it yeah i think though that there's so much concentrated wealth in the u.s dollar that there will be a a like there was a war on drugs and a war on terror there will be a war on currency war on terror <laughs> before the fed allows us to switch over to something like bitcoin it will ah. just be the fed will but pick what something. what kind of war would it be though i have no idea wow that's that's interesting that's our next uh, you war think on of currency. all the old wealthy yeah, yeah. political captains of industry these people that kind of money they won't allow it to switch over that's not in cryptocurrency that's no, in, right, but I don't think they'll say you have to start from from scratch. I think you – Whatever it is because they, they, there was a thing where they tried to um, – I think it was they tried to get uh, – they tried to pass a law where banks were creating digital wallets for every U.S. citizen. And the government, I'm sure, will just pick or invent some cryptocurrency and say this is taking the place of the dollar. And whatever you have, here's now you have this. Right, in exactly. This. That makes more sense than buying it into putting it into something that might have a value that would shrink your. I guess it wouldn't shrink it if they gave it to you in Bitcoin. It would just be weird because one, it almost seems like inflation because one would equal fifty thousand. Right, like going to Italy in the nineties. Yeah, I don't think a million lira that. for your coffee. Yeah, or they're going to just artificially destroy the value of the dollar. To the point where we're begging them to but switch. Wouldn't it that out. just affect? I just feel like the whole, the whole world's so connected. You couldn't do that anymore without you know, people. The rest of the world would be feeling it you because to, you're right. You'd have to, of, when when it happens, it's going to be globally. Yeah, it'll be one currency, and that's kind of what they all the movies they've created. One outfit, one currency. Right. Well, I mean, I I don't think it'll be one currency. I think it'll be specific to the U.S. because our economy is kind of based on forcing other countries to buy and sell oil with u.s dollars as opposed to whatever currency they're using wow so our economy fails if we go to one currency oh my if god if we go to a global currency see what i mean there will yeah, be yeah, a yeah. war on oh, currency no. yeah, i don't know how it's gonna work i mean all the wars in i did the not know that on so currency to some they should just come here once a week to just like chat about all this stuff all this stuff yes and we'll get canceled eventually because we'll say the wrong thing <laughs> for sure <laughs> he said one Currency. Yeah, one currency to rule them all. <laughs> Albert, thank you so much for coming. No, this man, has been an my, awesome conversation. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And now for the Q&A. Rich has a question for you. Hi, Rich. Thoroughly enjoying your podcast and have been a longtime fan. I've been on my own personal journey at my highest of 530 pounds down to 240, back up to 330, and now losing again at around 280. So I'm a larger guy at 6'2", like yourself, and I want to start building muscle. Do I stop trying to lose weight and start working out, 
or continue my low-calorie diet and just add in some weight training? Thanks for the question, Rich. Yeah, I suggest at 280 probably to just add in some weight training. At 280, you probably have a decent amount of muscle. And so the idea would just be to really instruct your body to hold on to that while you continue to lose fat. And the way you do that is by lifting weights. That's what I would suggest doing. Yeah, that's my suggestion. Awesome. Yeah, lift some weights, pick up heavy things. Thank you for your question. If you have a question that you would like me to answer on this program, please submit it to AmericanGlutton.net. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee, and as always, joined by my chaperone, Paige Dorian. Follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.